0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Ryan from The Ringer. As many of you have heard by now, we lost a treasured colleague and friend over the weekend. Jonathan Charks passed away on Saturday. John was 34, he leaves behind a wife and a son, and we are obviously mourning his loss and sending all of our love to his family right now. If you go to theringer.com slash Jonathan Charks, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-T-J-A-R-K-S, you will find a memorial page for John, which has links to his GoFundMe that benefits his family and the amazing writing he did throughout his experience. I encourage you to go there. And if you can, please support the Sharks family. Briefly, I will just say that John was among the first people that we hired to work for the ringer. So he was instrumental in defining the voice and perspective of the site. He has as much to do with what this place is as anyone else. And throughout his experience with cancer, John communicated eloquently about the challenges he was facing, both through his writing and his podcasting. You could never stop john from talking about his passions it's one of the things i loved about him over the last few months you know whenever we would talk whenever i would reach out to see how he was doing i would try to keep it very john focused and the next thing i knew we would be talking about james harden or better call saul he really loved this stuff uh he loved talking about it celebrating it debating it illuminating it we're gonna keep putting out our pods and writing while we grieve but we wanted to let folks know that John was in our hearts and that his family was in our thoughts. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Roll and presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like Longest Drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. It's a new season. It's only two weeks have gone by since the old season. This is Fairway Rolling. The Golf Podcast on the Regular Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, my incomparable accomplice, the PGA Tour boots on the ground. Nathan Hubbard is here alongside me. We are kicking off this season, this brand new PGA Tour season as a two ball first tee. Fortunately for us, the weather's beautiful here in the DMV. It's wide open. We're going to stroll over, throw a peg in the ground and get this thing going. Nate dog, how you living baby? Welcome to the zombie season. It's the last dead. one.
2: The it's last alive. one. It's alive and dead. It's evolving as we as we watch with our own eyes. And somehow I'm excited. This is the last time we've got a fall like this. And from a betting perspective, as Jason Sobel loves to say, this is the time to be paying attention because this is where... The big stars are made. This is where, if you pay just a tiny little bit of attention over these events between now and when the real season starts at the Century Tournament of Champions, you can get a little bit of insight into, not necessarily the guys who are going to win house, but into those top 20s, maybe top 10s, some of those kinds of bets. There are going to be some guys who have momentum coming out of the fall where you're going to know more than the average Joe Schmoe. Who is not listening to Fairway rolling.
1: <laughs> Nate Dog, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Taylor Pendrith's name in the in the in the last you know three or four days. Yeah. He's everywhere. Pendrith yeah. is everywhere. He is. But let's and not let's we'll get to we'll get to Taylor soon enough here, right? Okay. Okay.
2: I mean, There's been a lot happening in, in there, golf.
1: As always. Now I will say, considering the pace at which um the news and developments were flowing we were calling it fire hose season s-z-e-n how do the kids say that you say it i don't know how to say it i don't put me on the spot with that shit (laughs) uh in 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 a weird way it did feel like it calmed down a a tiny bit um the the momentous developments over the past couple weeks we know who's competing in the president's cup DP Ball World Ball. Tour event in Wentworth was juicy and, yeah. went, and did deliver some of the goods, I, I would say. Suddenly, that's an event that really matters. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of angles, uh, including the the very good performance by many of the guys on the Live Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, have some storylines going into this brand new season that's starting in in Napa wine country you're going to Napa are you already in Napa no okay. no
2: but okay. I'll be there well, we'll, Good. We're, we're gonna have gonna a few golfers over to a
1: vineyard for some dinner on Friday night I, I mean I mean let me let me see if I can fire up the PJ and come out there and, and join you you're welcome if only I had a rich friend um, <laughs> let's let's start with the tournament that just finished, which was, it was indeed this BMW champion uh chip in Wentworth, at Wentworth, uh in, in Sorry, is that what it's called? What a win for Shane Lowry.
2: Yes. Amazing. Nobody is happier with a win than Shane Lowry. And we had a lot of drama coming down the stretch. We had a absolute blister of a round from John Rahm. We had a I mean, I guess it was an eight under on the on a par 37 back nine. We had a Rory charge and a putt that just hung on the lip that would have tied it. We had Patrick Reed play a pretty decent round and get absolutely zero coverage, just completely frozen out. But by the way, we love Patrick Reed, you and I, don't we?
1: Just to be fair, he, he was on when I was watching very early in the telecast. Um it's just that his, he, he was out so early because it required yeah. him. He shot a 63 to f- put himself on. He ha- had the lead for, you know, maybe an hour or so. Well, um, because he's great. <laughs> we, uh, we do love him. Uh, uh, let me answer your question. Yes. Do we love him? Yes, we love him. Um, Nobody. A- I can't imagine anybody not liking him. Additional great commentary. I mean, he shed some light. He had a, gave an interview can't remember who shouts to whichever golf.com or golf digest writer, apologies for not note remembering where I read this, sat down with him and he tried to uh, provide some color on why um, he's, he, he's felt slighted by the tour uh-huh. and by uh, the media, golf media. And he, ah. he, he, shed some color on um, where he hopes, you know, the, 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 the tours, the various tours that are out there might, uh, come come to reside. Sure. All I can say is, you know, great thinker Patrick Reed as uh-huh. always. Great yeah, thinker course. and great thoughts. Great yes. thinker and great thoughts. And and we'll just move on from there because I don't want to get sued and I don't want you to get sued. Nate Hubbard. It,
2: it, I agree with everything that you're saying. What a great guy. Anyway, this tournament matters. All of a sudden, it seems to. There's something about Horschel. I have to say. Last year, coming over, and the way that he spoke about how important it was to him to win it, that felt like it just gave it some gravitas. It's just not an event that we've paid that much attention to historically because it gets sandwiched, not unlike this NAPA tournament, uh, in between the end of the FedEx Cup season and whether it's the President's Cup or the Riders'
1: Cup. So, well, I mean, let's be honest about the sandwich. It's an effing NFL sandwich. It's, yeah, that too. It's like I woke up uh, because I could only tolerate so much of the NFL pregame coverage, and mainly watched the that golf tournament because, mm-hmm. again, I could only tolerate so much of the NFL pregame coverage. But really, what I was doing all morning was looking at my betting card, filled with NFL games, pl- player props, uh, totals, all kinds of stuff like How that. How about the commies? <laughs> the c words. I mean, fa- fantastic performance. 1-0 and and atop the NFC East, we can say that on September the 13th with a straight face, and it's not a lie. Um, the great thing about this Wentworth tournament and where it fell on the calendar and the moment that we are sort of in between these, these tours is it's shown the brightest light on one of the undercurrents that we have been discussing as um, the Live Tour has picked up momentum, which is the disaffection that many of the European tour players have felt towards the PGA tour. Mm-hmm. There has been this ongoing sentiment and many of the the guys who've, you know, been asked the questions have been forthright about it. Uh, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, perhaps as the, the leaders of the, of this commentary about the little brother treatment that the, um, European tour has tr- you know, been been subjected to by the PGA Tour and that there's a, a sentiment that the PGA Tour has been doing some, some bullying over the last 20-some years. Uh, coincident with all of the flow of money into professional golf and all of the interest in professional golf, that arose because of Tiger Woods. And there is, I think, kind of a fair criticism, we've talked about this a couple times on here, of the PGA Tour missing out at uh, maybe you know uh a full dozen of opportunities to do something to bolster the european tour and, and its players and make you know the golf the international game um you know the, the tour with the most money and the best players could have done more to make um the international game more lucrative and appealing across the board its failure to do so some would argue some might argue, created the vacuum that the Live tour has now filled. What do you think?
2: I think history is yet to be written on this. I, I think there was a failure in leadership in this area. But what we have seen over the last two months is what actually happens when these guys stop thinking of themselves as independent contractors and start thinking about the power of the collective whole. And it took the threat, And there's a lot of, you know, there's been some sort of Phil revisionist history that's out there, not completely, but certainly players who are acknowledging Xander just as recently as today, I think in a piece, acknowledging that, 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 yeah, that, you know, this certainly was Phil's vision and it's a shame that he's not here to participate in it because again, I think, I think on reflection, it's going to be, you know, the, the assessment will be, could this End objective have been accomplished in different ways. And uh, it took the players coming together. And as we've spoken about before, it seems that the path that Phil took was to create division, in particular that Greg Norman has taken, which I think will ultimately be why we'll look at Live as only a partial success if its objective was to take the best players in the world and get them together. It's going to fail at that because of the rhetoric and the divisiveness of that movement. Whereas you saw Tiger step in when he saw it was happening and really rallied the troops all to a cause. You wonder if Phil had been able to do that, uh, you know, within the PGA tour, if we never would have gotten here. But as it relates to the, to the European tour, look, the power of the players is on display and could, could more have happened. Yes. It's also true that guess what, guess where most of the sponsors are. Guess where most of the money comes. What I heard from Rory, who (laughs) is now the unquestioned commissioner of the pga at this point what i heard from rory this week at wentworth was just wait until 2024 23 is going to be this zombie season we're going to joke about it a bunch where they're going to elevate some events that we don't even know yet exactly what's going to happen in the pga tour season but they're going to elevate a few events which means presumably smaller, slightly smaller fields, and for sure a lot more money. But they are going to address this issue with, with the PGA Tour. There are going to be more players playing together at the same time in Europe than there has been for the last two decades. I think that is almost a certainty at this point. Is it going to be enough to counter live going to big cities, including London, and putting on events? We'll see.
1: So that that aspect of it um was a a type of of revelation it's very much in concert with the footprint the game plan the um runway that the PGA Tour itself is, is on in terms of uh the, the galvanizing um concept let's get more guys more of the best guys together uh more often and playing at you know some of these uh, at both sort of the the recognized marquee events, but also some events that that may not carry that, mm-hmm. um, and let that sort of uh, col- collective um, benefit be be shared amongst uh, sort of everyone. And isn't that the best way to validate the rights fees that they're they've sold and that they want to have continued interest in? in terms of television, uh, the new contract, and all of the money that's coming as a result of, again, the one thing, lots of funny criticism, appropriate criticism of Jay Monahan, but what he did that can't be really truly criticized is go get more money for the tour, and that money is the money that's available starting in, really now, um, for these increased purses, But, but the thing that's going to... Yeah. produce what we think to be like compelling versions of, of professional competitive golf really starting in, in 24. Yeah.
2: He's still looking for some of that money, by the way,
1: but what Monahan. Well, you know, there's still some, there's, there's, money there's some, some, get. some opportunities out there. Like, yeah. you know, they have their investment in Rory and tigers, uh, made for TV. Yes. Technology company, non green grass, Monday night, competitive golf thing that, I want to give those guys the benefit of the doubt of, but think it's really going to suck. I mean, that, that maybe that's not the name, but I'm going I'm to come up with an acronym for It's kind of a it. mouthful. Mouthful. TMRW, TRMW, whatever it is. And we're going to come up with an appropriate acronym. There's a meaning that's out there.
2: Well, um, what, what it all means, though, is that now we've got this weird fall season, right? I mean, we've got a President's Cup that's approaching that does not have two probably the two best players on the team, maybe the first and the third best player, maybe the second, third, depending on how you grade Hideki, right? Yes. And then we've got this fall season that will never exist before, but with the PGA Tour only guaranteeing spots to 70 players, it's no longer the 125, only 70 make the FedEx Cup. You've now got a fall in which it's basically a sprint to see which of The non-top players, as the tour defines it, yeah, the non-bubble are going to be be able to to you know compile enough points coming into to the the full twenty three season to to be able to actually get into that top seventy. And really, you know, we'll talk about this week in a second. But the the only reason that we've got some top names in this tournament is because a few guys are going to get warmed up for the President's Cup. Otherwise. The Cabernet buddies in Xander and Cantlay, who you would think would love to come to Napa for a golf tournament, not here. John Rom, who came, got super drunk before the uh, the Ryder Cup last year, missed the cut and sort of disappeared. <laughs> Incredibly, not coming back for another visit
1: this year. House <laughs> <laughs> seems fine.
2: Yeah, it's like when you and I go out and we hit a bar too hard, we wake up feeling horrible. You just don't go back to that bar.
1: Oh, you know, I mean, the even more appropriately, reminding ourselves of the no boat rule. You don't go out till till three in the morning when the the next morning you're supposed to go on a on a boat. You just don't go kind. on a boat, guys. I trips, think that
2: might be the rule. <laughs> guys' trips and boats
1: just terrible idea. Yeah, the the two should not. Yeah, guy, boats are fine. I don't mind going out on boats. boats yeah, but not not Love as you. part of yeah, not, not as, as part of a like, guys. Whoever
2: trip. books the boat on a bachelor party or an old man golfing trip, that person
1: sh- should be voted off the island. Well, speaking of voting off the island, let's quickly dispense with the President's Cup. Um, we are going to talk about it next week. Uh, we'll have a couple shows. It's fun. Like want Is results. it just going
2: to suck? Is this stupid that we're even doing this?
1: I don't think it's going to suck, and I don't think that it, it, it's stupid. Um, one of the things that has given me great um, comfort in that regard, and, and it's kind of weird, watching the old president's Cups you know Golf Channel to its credit has been running it's the, its version of classic moments and they've been running previous uh president's Cups and there has been significant drama over the years a lot of interest they've played interesting places sometimes and it's fun to see guys in the context of today looking backwards and, and watching those guys for sure have felt genuine, pressure they have some have been up to the moment many have not and I, I mean notwithstanding the way this one is seems to be shaping up this year and you know i'll just speak for myself i really 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 wish it was a somewhere more interesting than quail hollow uh, we just have
2: seen it so many times
1: yeah well, you, we've, you, you,
2: we've you, seen it for the pga we've seen it yeah. for the wells fargo or whatever I like I, I just i'm tired of it
1: yeah, there, there and, are more and, golf courses. Considering the, you know, the, it's it's not, no, no we're not asking the, a venue to host a major. We're asking it to host, you know, competition with 24 guys. So the footprint doesn't have to be necessarily a major footprint. You want it to be a footprint with infrastructure that can handle the fans that will come. Right. But man, there's a lot of courses that this could be held at that would be better than Quail Hollow. I just so, don't understand it.
2: With that background. <laughs> so I ask you again, is it going to suck? I don't think it's going to suck. I, I um, It's weird to not have Neiman and Cam Smith in this It term. is.
1: It is. It's both weird and disappointing. And I wonder, calculus-wise, why their teams, you know, Cam, Cam just listened to his team, He, you know, uh, why their teams... Didn't at least have him play. Right, have them play and then and then and then go to live. Uh, my
2: like, assumption so- is this is Norman wanting the dialogue to be that the President's Cup sucks to try to apply pressure so that next time these guys get to play. You think that he wants them to play? I ultimately. think he. I think he ultimately wants an event that he has an equity stake in, and he wants to use the leverage of having control of some number of players to force equity ownership in a global team event like this. Yeah. I well, think they're I, not
1: that, I mean, he, he's not that far away from having a sizable enough field to be able to do. He knows it. And so yeah. I, think, I, I think from a pure asshole
2: negotiating standpoint, this is what you do. You would try to get these guys not to participate so that the narrative becomes not who's there, but who's not there. And that's going to be the underlying theme of this thing. It's going to be weird to have a team event of these incredible young 20-something Americans against the world team who, a year ago, we were pretty worried about when Neiman won Riviera and Cam Smith is suddenly, you know, uh, almost winning the Masters and winning the Open. Like, suddenly yeah. you're like, wait a minute, this might Are be scary. After we beat the shit out of the Europeans in the Ryder Cup, you're like, Ugh, Well, we saw, it, you know, Abe you Anser, know.
1: Anser with a lot of that dog
2: in him. Abe Anser got the dog in him. You know, uh, th- there are a lot of guys who you could see on Sunday major leaderboards who probably were going to be scarier in a President's Cup than uh, than Ryder Cup. So, uh, look, I-, I I don't mean to be coy about it, but it- it's impossible to not watch this event and realize that those guys are playing
1: shorthanded. Yeah, well, and and you know, as much as I want to make something out of. How competitive I think that that Tom Kim and Sung J-M yeah. and Hideki and Corey Connors. And honestly, Mito, I think all those guys can and will be competitive. Sebastian Munoz has played, you know, ha- had a really good um across the 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 board um season last year. And Taylor Pendrith, there's his name again, five top 15s in his last. Six events, including a tied for second at Rocket Mortgage, a lot of these guys, um, Cam Davis have been playing sort of well enough. It's just that like the, the US team, I mean yeah. I look come on the, the US open this year was awesome tennis wise.
2: But like Djokovic wasn't there. Right. It's a little weird. And and Alcaraz is is that good, he's that dude. Like there's no that doubt. Dude.
1: He is that dude.
2: But the fact that the Norwegian maybe could have been number one or Tiafa, like who ton of heart, all those things, there just is this undercurrent of there's a giant missing piece of this particular puzzle. And I think it's even going to be amplified. That doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. I, I, I just like there's a chance that by day two, like we're sitting the big guns just to keep it somewhat interesting i mean uh, somebody might get into dl3's ear and be like hey buddy can we keep this thing interesting for tv
1: i guess or do I you guess think they're right. just
2: gonna try to stomp
1: no i think they'll try and stomp i mean uh the 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 their, their fa- it's the number is minus 700 um the implied probability at those odds is like in the 90 percent, some over 90 percent range that the certainty of outcome that the U.S. is 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 going to win. Is it going to um, be possible to bet on this thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can bet. You can bet right now. There's odds on FanDuel. Like I said, USA minus 700, internationals plus 750. But once the um, matchups get announced, you can That's bet head-to-heads. We yeah, yeah, we're going to have to bet some head-to-heads. We'll bet all of the two-on-twos, and then, and then we'll bet head-to-heads uh, on the final day. And, and that'll be fun, and that'll be a reason to watch, and that I'll have a nice golf card to go alongside my football card for that, Fine. Fine. but I think that's enough on that front. I wanted yeah. to, to give a shout out, um, cause we are at this beginning of season moment. One of my favorite traditions, uh, and, and God bless these guys for doing it. Um, you look at the, the season and try and forecast some guys that you, you might invest in a little bit, right? Both, uh, betting wise and DFS, uh, card wise. Sobel did five guys, our beloved Jason Sobel. Rick Gaiman, um, for golf digest, a uh, friend of the pod has been on here, fairway rolling. He did 10 guys. Um, and it's just worth sort of, you know, identifying some of these names that these, um, smart analytics driven, uh, consumers and, and, you know, media, uh, uh, kingpins let's just be honest, you know, <laughs> sort of offer up Agreed. in the way of when you're thinking about, you know, what are we going to do this season? Who are the guys I'm going to track? How do I yeah, want Yeah, we know if some? we
2: bet on Max Homa every tournament last year, you would have made shit tons of money.
1: Somebody did that math. Who was it? One of these articles. Was it at the beginning of Game yeah, & The Tour?
2: The, no, The Tour
1: did this. Yeah. Oh, The Tour did it. That's right. And it yeah. was like, if you bet 100 bucks on Max Homa for every single tournament 8, that 000. he played in, that's that's a good ROI. That's that, Those are good good odds. That turns out well. So Sobol's five guys were Sahith Tagala, Aaron Wise, Keith Mitchell, Matthew Neesmith, and Wyndham Clark. None of those names will come as a surprise to folks that listen to this podcast. Those are names that have, have you know, shown up here. We're very bullish on, on Sahith. Um, Aaron Wise was a guy that we were looking at for top 10s and top 20s, and and he he fit the bill. You were giving out Neesmith and, and Clark, it, like, you know, targeted in a targeted manner um because you're smart and keith mitchell with all the talent that he has goes without saying um gaiman also had both Sahit Tagala and aaron wise um i thought it was funny so gaiman in in his thing took three guys that are like not up and coming in any way shape or form but he just sort of progno- is forecast he thinks sung is going to win a major so he put sung jay on his list okay so he placed list to play sung jay and all the majors and i i don't really have any reason to argue with with Rick about this. I also believe that Sungjae is is capable of winning a major, is going to win a major. Um, and he had Ram and Morikawa on the list also, but that's just a function of the kind of season that wasn't up to the standards that yeah. they themselves set in the, yeah. in the previous seasons. Yeah,
2: well, if right? they, it, it, that's that's right. Uh, Morikawa had a weird ball-striking year. Ram had a very weird budding year. And But you have to be sure that the odds are going to reflect that, right?
1: That's it. That's that's the goal. I mean, all you know, for DFS purposes, if you get these guys at the right price, under the right conditions, like you know, uh, Ram and Morikawa are always going to be overpriced. It feels like, although right. if 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 Morikawa comes out slow, maybe not. Tank Kim was on um, Gamers' list. That that that's not a revelation. No. Um, I expect him to play great at uh, the President's Cup, but it'll be fascinating to see him under that kind of pressure, that kind of stress which is, you know, a, a version of competitive golf that we just haven't seen Tank Kim um, subjected to. So no, that's he cool. burned himself out of
2: the of the Tour Championship when he had a chance there, but other than that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then he had a, a, a Brendan Steele, oldie but a goodie. Brendan Steele's going to show up on a ton of cards this week. At yes. the. this is at- Brendan Steele's bre- yeah.
2: Brendan and Butter. Yes. Yeah,
1: yes, he is. That's right. Cabernet Brendan. Is on the case in, in Napa. Uh, you can count on that. And then Carl, uh, Michael Kim, who's who's making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Michael Kim is back. Yeah. played well enough on the Corn Fairy Tour. Winner of the John Deere in 2018, 17. I don't remember when he won the John Deere Classic. But Kim, a former PGA Tour winner, back in form. We love to see it. Uh, and then a Corn Fairy guy, Carl Juan. I think Carl I Ewan. Right. Yeah. Ewan. Ewan, yes.
2: Carl Ewan, Ewan. who has the coolest follow-through of any golfer off the tee on the PGA Tour this year. He is a maniac. He's got a warm-up drill where he doinks it off the hosel, so go see him on the range. But this guy, I mean, he went to represent China. He was going to get his card in 21. Yes. And he went to represent China in the Olympics. Yes, yes. Uh, and gave up the opportunity, basically, to be on the PGA Tour. He came back last year, kicked everybody's ass. He won uh, in Louisiana. He had three runner-ups. He, uh, I thought he actually was going to get the fully exempt position where where you basically get into everything, including the players, because you finish number one totally across the points. But he got nipped by Justin Sue in the Corn um, Ferry Tour finals. But Carl Ewan, it really was probably the most consistent player down there and, and and let's be clear this might be a relatively weak corn ferry tour class like why do you they, say that well i just i think the consensus if you look down there this year was that when some of those guys you know in the and there's um, um, 50 guys who are coming coming back up when you look at a number of those guys who, uh, some of those fifty were on the PGA Tour last year. But um, you look at some of those guys and how they performed in the in the few handful of events that they got into on the big tour. Eh, they didn't do great, you know. But there are some interesting names who are coming up. Carl Yuen is one. Will Gordon, who we were really excited about at one point. Yeah, uh, uh, showed
1: out at the Travelers a couple years showed ago.
2: Showed out at the Travelers. You know, coming out of Vandy, got himself suddenly sort of tied in knots, but he figured it out through the KFT finals, and 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 uh, he's back. He's certainly a guy who can hit the piss out of the ball. Justin Sue,
1: right? Justin Sue, you said
2: his name. Yeah, he's only 25. I mean, the guy had a wrist injury that f- basically fucked up his swing. I wish that I could claim that my swing problems are are tied to a wrist injury, but he he had five top tens in his last six starts. He won the KFT championship at the end that got him like fully exempt into the players, us open and everything. So he's coming in hot. I just don't know that we're going to see a huge class that's super deep in the corn Ferry tour this year, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like you had a bunch of superstar golfers uh, on, you know, like you didn't, you didn't have a cam young coming up this year. A couple of those guys that we've just mentioned could however be you know on the reg in the top 20.
1: yeah and remains to be seen how um expansive live wants to get in trying to grab pipeline away from the tour um you know they they we saw the news of david puig just announced that he 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 played as an amateur in the first two live events and now he's going to turn pro in the chicago event anyway um perhaps representative of the direction that um, some other guys might go,
2: yeah, but these are guys that nobody knows, and if you're paying attention, you know Brandon Matthews, who hits the absolute shit out of the ball, you saw if you saw what he hit uh, uh, the, the guy the guy drove a par four in, in the Corn Ferry Tour finals that just made your jaw hit the ground if if you pay a little bit of attention over these early tournaments in Mississippi in uh, you know, the RSM, all these things this fall, you're going to get a sense for who can hang and who's sort of worthy of taking a look. The odds won't catch up to them. It, you, you talked about being overpriced in Ram and Morikawa. These guys are a long way away from you know, being massively overpriced. So there, there's some opportunities if you pay attention as we get into the full year.
3: This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little
1: Your opportunities for, for some cab, maybe. You won't drink Merlot, I don't think. Who Do, does? Will you drink Merlot? I, I don't mean, mind I mean, No, I, I don't good. either. I think that okay. was, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Silverado Resort, this is a place where if you're able to hit the ball a long ways and you have good control over your wedge game, um, it's an opportunity to go score a whole bunch. This is the way Max Homo won this golf tournament last year. And Max is back. Uh, Hideki is coming. We have a handful of guys who are competing for the, on the President's Cup for the international team. Well, Caleb so let's Kendra, start there. Hideki, Corey, go ahead. Well, let's just say maybe you
2: said it. Let's start there. Do you think that the first decision that we have to make this week is, do you think these guys who are playing the President's Cup are going to be flat out? this week or do you think they're just going to be sort of casually strolling Napa getting ready for the week that follows like are any of these guys fully invested in winning this tournament
1: i would say yes i mean the the only I think you might be right the only guy who is sufficiently in possession of of his own game and you know ha- has the enough really competitive reps to be able to sort of turn it on and turn it off, I would say, uh, of this group is Hideki. Exactly. And he's um, actually done that at this tournament. Yeah. And so if it, he, he'll play how he wants to play based on whatever his goals are yep. for this. And um, Hollow, although I suspect I, the way I would handicap it is he wants to be the leader that, you know, I, who would you say are the leaders of, of the um, international team? exactly it i mean by sheer talent and resume it's hideki and and adam scott yes but only one of those two guys speaks english fluently <laughs> well and
2: and is is you know hideki is a notoriously soft spoken human being
1: yeah uh i i think it's got to be adam scott right so uh another reason we might see hideki try and compete I don't I'm not sure which way to handicap it what's your sense I I don't think
2: Hideki wins this golf tournament he played with Mark last year the year before at at this course and he goofed around and Mark was beating him at the turn and then Hideki shot like six under on the back so like he can just turn it on on this course it's not a hugely challenging golf course Uh, I I expect that
1: Hideki is
2: going to be batting the bunny around a little bit. I don't think he wins, but I think he's a lock
1: for a top twenty. Okay. Speaking of locks for for top twenties, my question to you is: It Tagala time? Are we going to go in for Sahith, or is it? Do we want to keep it in our pants for a week?
2: Man, I just hate twenty four to one. Okay. I just, I mean, look, it's a pretty diluted field, but I, I gotta believe that we can get better odds with, on him down the road. And, and Sobel is very excited about Sahith Tagala because he, he was on him from the beginning. And I understand, he's exactly right that this guy's going to win. Uh, I didn't love the state of the game at the Tour Championship, right? It felt like yeah. he got in and he had a little bit of a letdown uh, emotionally. Can't blame the guy one bit. But it's not like three weeks ago he was in super killer form. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go against Sobel, you know, sh- t- t- shame on me. Sorry for putting, you know, the stink on it. But I, I think, Sihith, it- this is probably not the week for the winning bet.
1: You know what I like, um, and you just hit on, on a couple of the themes that um, could translate into a genuine uh, opportunity. Um, I'm looking at Tom Hoagie. And Tom yep. Hoagie, you know, and I'm looking at like for finishing position odds. Um, he, Here we he, go. You, you you talked about he's forty to one. Well, and he you can get him five to one to top ten. We know he likes playing in in California. You know, uh, Pebble Beach victory. Hello. Yeah. Um, not that far away from 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 Napa. And showed up at East Lake. He 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 did more than show up. He, I mean, he grinded his way into a top ten finish. Like, yeah. he did enormous things for his career by taking the opportunity of, you know, he he got that win early in in, in the season and then leveraged that into something that has protected him career wise for like the next five years because of of just grinding his ass off at Lee, East Eastlake. I really feel like um, there could be some some additional hoagie validation. I kind of like him this week. Five to one to top 10 feels tr- tr- terrific, especially when you look at the names ahead of him. Like Emiliano Grillo is plus 450. What the fuck has Emiliano Grillo done? He's played this tournament well. He's played this track well, but he's not in the same class as Tom Hoagie. I'm going to f- I'm gonna hunt um, head to heads. I'm going to hunt Hoagie head to heads. I'm <laughs> all in on Hoagie, Brody. I'm all <laughs> in on Hoagie this week. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't I be? We're also, um, I mean, you got to find some Brendan Steele action out there for yourself as well. You,
2: you got to find Brendan Steele. He just, it, he just plays well. That's all there. It's, it's like the old Charlie Hoffman first day at the Masters bets. You just got to yes. be in on it. Yes. You know, I'm really interested to see what Chris Goderup does this week. He was not able to stitch it together in the uh, Corn Ferry Tour playoffs to get himself full status. He's in on a sponsor exemption which is to say, like, he's in that position that Tom Kim was in, that Willie Z was in way back in the day, which is he's only going to get a few shots at this. But he's been, you know, he had a pretty great year in just a few events last year. Wasn't able to fully get his status. I I wouldn't be surprised, given that he's played under this kind of pressure where you're only getting a few opportunities. In a field like this, if Chris Goddorup... You know, for for a top twenty, he's plus four ten.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I I want to two two other names um, that I feel like I have uh, a, a good feel for. Denny McCarthy. Yeah, you really
2: have been on Denny
1: a better than than two to one on to top twenties plus two twenty to finish in in the top twenty. I know he is refreshed. I know he's absolutely thrilled with the way that he finished last season, even though he didn't make it um, to to East Lake. He really feels like he's in control of his game and his situation. If you're going to play Hoagie to top ten, go ahead and play Hoagie to top twenty as well. That's plus two forty. But the guy that you know, you you mentioned um, Yuan, he's available for a top twenty at plus three sixty. And then I'm scrolling way down because I, you know, I just want this. Don't say it. Well, no, no, you're you're it's you're going to be fine with it. You you think it's going to be somebody that that. Uh, I'm against. It's Michael Kim who ah. finished inside the top 20. If okay. you want to call it a comeback, plus 600. Hmm. Top 20, plus 600.
2: It's interesting that we're not talking about the fact that Ricky Fowler is playing this golf tournament.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It is, in a it's way. He's plus if, 500 mm, to top 20. It feels like an upset that we're, that we're, he's in this event and that, you know, he hasn't, he didn't jump over to live. There was a real, uh, sense that that could be in the cards.
2: Well, last man in, he certainly is aware of how important every week on the tour is and how important every point is. He was 125 last year. He's going to have to be 70 this next year. I mean, he's obviously got some exemptions, but uh, it's interesting to see him starting off the season in this field. I, I think he's underrated this week. I mean, I, I love him at plus 500 to top 20. Why, why, why wouldn't we go there?
1: It is fun. Let's go ahead and root for Ricky. Let's make that the theme of this podcast this week. We're rooting for Ricky, friend of the pod. He came on and talked about CBD oil on Fairway Rolling. Um, obviously we endorse uh, anything that Ricky endorses. Um, but especially when it, that far when it comes to that that area. Well, you know we have a lot of things in common. I mean, you know, the Baker stuff, uh, CBD oil. True. We True. like mortgages. Um, anyway, on that note, Nate Dog. I think um we've covered all that needs covering. We're gonna cover the President's Cup next week. I honestly think that it's going to have some intrigue, some interesting right. twists and turns. I don't all think right. it's gonna be complete vapid bullshit. I don't Fine. I don't think that. I think it's gonna be interesting. And mainly because the Asian players give zero fucks. And I just think that it's gonna be really fun to see Tank Kim and Sung J M, and 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 Hideki and Siwoo and KH Lee just like just fuck you. We're going to go out like, you know, we, we don't give a, a shit. We're just going to go out there and kick ass. And that's it. That's, that's what I'm down for. That's why I think it could be interesting.
2: Great. I, okay. I think you're projecting some like, American
1: aggression. I'm not. What do you mean? But I I support it. Let's let's do it. All right. Uh, There we have it. My party buddies. My eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals, thrilled to be back after a one-week oh, what a hiatus. long break. Uh, we're back next week with uh, we'll have some results of whatever happens in Napa, including Nate giving us a ranking of the vineyards that he's going to enjoy, and maybe a ranking of which PGA Tour player drank the most at his dinner on the Friday night. Um, that might have to be a private text situation though. <laughs> but until then, we'll figure it out, my birdie buddies. We will figure it out. Until then, please, let's hit them straight out there. And find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
3: This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower, what's next? Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.